My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about how what you want matters. My guest is Dina Cataldo. She's a lawyer life coach, and we're going to talk about her history of, you know, not only working in the courtroom, working in the world of justice, um, I believe she was a criminal prosecutor for 16 years, and then noticing a lot of challenges that people are facing in that that world, and, and just how the world as it is causes challenges for everybody. And so she's moved into coaching lawyers into having their highest and best life. And she has a really interesting story of her own um, challenges and, and the, the kind of wake-up call that turned her around and gave her even more purpose in what she does. So welcome, Dina. How are you today? Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I'm doing fabulous. Good, good. Well, I'm looking forward to talking with you. So um, why don't you share what you do as a lawyer life coach uh, first off, and we'll go from there. Sure. So I'm a master certified life coach and I help lawyers get out of overwhelm and find more empowerment so they can take control of their life and their law practice. They come to me and they don't think that what they want matters. Everything else is more important, whether it's their family life, whether it's their caseload, their clients, what their boss wants, and they put themselves to the side and they stop connecting with themselves. And what we do is really a relearning of how to connect with what they want and start to make it happen. Mm, I love that. And because, yeah, a lot of, well, I would, I would think that most lawyers go into it just like doctors, just like um, even entrepreneurs and coaches, they go into it because they want to make a difference in the world. And it's important for them to serve their clients and serve um, the truth, the way, the way they see fit. And yeah, that, self-care stuff really goes down the drain sometimes. So what, yeah, what kind of, uh, what's the typical challenges that you'll see, or or maybe one of the most common challenges that you see uh, with lawyers? Yeah. So I'll, I'll see new partners come to me and they're not prepared for the new work that is happening, right? So not only are they in charge of doing their work, but now they've got to drum up their own business. They've got to manage an assistant and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this? And I'll get people who come to me, they'll say, you know, I'm just so behind on my billing. I can't catch up. I feel I'm never going to catch up. And the problem isn't what they think it is because what the problem really is that they don't know because they're blind to it. We all are at first is that the paradigm that we've grown up in promotes one type of being, one type of behavior, one type of mindset Mm -hmm. to create success. And there's one definition of success, which is be better. (laughs) (laughs) And they teach lawyers and doctors and everybody who has any shred of ambition that the key to life is to work harder. And if you're not working 
harder, then you're not successful. Because if you're not successful and you're not being more and you're not doing more, then you must be lazy. Mm. (laughs) And so we (laughs) buy into this, we buy into the brainwashing and we can't help it, right? It's we're swimming in water and the water is what we've been taught from birth. And when we just buy into it and we don't get this awareness, I'm sure the people who are listening to your podcast are more self-aware. They understand that there is something else going on here that doesn't make sense. And that's what the lawyers who come to me start to recognize when we work together is that the reason they don't feel empowered, the reason they feel like they're behind and that they can't catch up is because of the water they're swimming in. And so we start to help them change the paradigm they're living in so that they can really feel more in control of their life. Mm, I love that. And and so important for so many of us these days is to is to recognize that you're absolutely right. We're enculturated and the societal condition is work, 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 work and hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, and you see a lot out there that's anti-hustle. And I think the more that we stand in that and say we're not going to do that anymore, we start to shift the tide for hopefully the next generation or hopefully, you know, more and more people will feel like they're allowed to yeah. relax a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. do, do you re- uh, recommend a certain amount of time that people, you know, work and, and take time off to themselves? Is it that like, is there some kind of pie graph that you give people or is it just different for everybody? <laughs> it's different for everybody. <laughs> like, like it's so fascinating to me because my experience was I was a full-time prosecutor and I, I had other ambitions. I knew there was something more that was out there for me. I just had no idea what it was. And I knew it was different than the law. And I had done a lot of work on myself and, you know, realized that I wanted a business. I had no idea what it was. So I just started trying things. And in the process of trying things, I realized that my brain was a mess, right? Because I had been enculturated in all of this. And so my definition of success was to work hard. And work hard meant all the time. I, I really didn't have a sense of that that balance for me. And it was a, a process of trial and error. But this is what I teach my clients is to put themselves first on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So put yourself first, put your family and friends second, and then put the work on the calendar. And when they start practicing this, because it is practice, it feels really uncomfortable at first. It feels like you're doing something wrong. <laughs> hmm When you start practicing this and just putting like yoga on the calendar twice a week or go for a run or go for a walk a few times a week, just doing that starts to help them clear the cobwebs in their brain. And that is what helps us really reconnect with what's important with us. And then we can start asking for it more. Absolutely. I was going to say when, when we're that busy, it's, you know, it's impossible to hear our intuition because we're in that instinct to, to stay safe by working so hard and and responding and in reactionary mode. And then our intellect's going crazy, trying to figure it all out. So there the ego is completely enraptured in the situation. And it's very hard to find that silence within that, that has these answers and this inspiration that we all need to feel, you know, more alive and more in, in tune with our lives. So So can you share about what brought you to this work? I know you had kind of a wake up call when you were 29 and, um, and I'd love to hear about how that shifted your mindset and and brought you to this work. When you say brought me to this work, do you mean coaching or do you mean my spirituals? Okay. Um, so when I was 29, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was one of those moments where I 
basically my brain switched off and said, this can't be true. Cause I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually, I, I had this, the, the receptionist call me and say, Hey, we need to make an appointment for you. And I said, you know, it's really not good right now. I have trial coming up. Like how about like two months out? <laughs> and, and she said, um, no, we can't do that. And she was really, you know, they're not trained to tell people over the phone that you have cancer. They want you to come in personally, but the doctor had to get on the phone with me and tell me I had cancer mm -hmm. because I was not going to come in for an appointment because I just didn't have time. Mm -hmm. And so I was in initial shock. And then once it had settled in and I had done my crying, I just, the thought I had was I need to do something different. And the honest thought was I'm doing something wrong. And mm. that's why I have cancer. Mm. And it was such a, like, I was beating myself up even for something that was going on in my body. Like that's how deeply that whole paradigm of working harder had really seeped into me that I couldn't even take care of myself in that moment and give myself what I needed. Mm. And I started asking myself, okay, what can I do differently? And one thing that called to me was yoga. That was really my big path, my, the kind of the doorway into what I started doing, thinking differently because I had resisted going to yoga for years. And it was only after I had this cancer diagnosis that I started yoga. So that tells me I, it was a message. I was trying to be like, Hey, knock on the door, knock on the door. Right. Mm -hmm. So I walk through the door, I start doing yoga and I start writing, journaling, and I start seeing this written down over and over again, start a business, start a business, start a business. And I'm like, you know, you write those little bucket lists and you're like, why is this still coming up? And I had had a horrible experience when I was a kid, you know, with my, my parents having a business, not horrible because the business was horrible, but just the way my dad thought about work, it was working all the time. And then seeing how disappointed it was, he was when it didn't work after, you know, devoting 12, 15 years of his life to it. And so I just had all of these emotions around starting a business. So I kept pushing it away and away. And then one day I just said, look, this isn't going away. I need to just start a business. Like, I don't know how, let's just figure it out. So I started a loose leaf tea business of all things. And then through that process, I learned I don't want a physical product and I don't feel like I'm really contributing to the planet in the way that I want to contribute. Like this does not feel like I'm giving in the way that I want to. And I kept trying to figure it out, figuring it out. And as I was discovering entrepreneurship through this tea business, I discovered coaching. And I started engaging with some of these podcasts and tools that were out there. I got a coach and I recognized that even though I didn't see what was happening, like how, the changes that were being made, that the more I engaged with these materials and these coaches, the more I started to feel better and the easier everything became. And I felt more empowered in everything I was doing. And I started managing my time better. And I just felt a hundred percent like a different person. And I thought, well, if this is having such a huge impact on me, I want to learn more. I want to, I want to do this. Like, I want to try this. I feel like this, this could be something. And so I started doing some coaching on the side with friends. And I realized like, 
I, this feels so present. You know how some yoga teachers, they teach because they want to stay in the practice and they want to just be present. Mm -hmm. That's what coaching became for me. It became something where I can help other people, but it also helped me because I was staying in that practice of really tuning in and listening. And it's that silence that's happening when you're just in full service. And Mm -hmm. that was what I wanted. And that felt so good. And I had tried teaching yoga and that didn't feel the same way. So it's just dependent on the person and really connecting with through trial and error for me anyway, like the thing that feels so good and feels so right. And that's really what got me into coaching. I hear you. Yeah. It was very similar for me as that, just that calling of show up, be there, be present with people, tell the truth, help them, (laughs) help them go to that next level. And it's interesting. It becomes that you become a channel of that stuff. And and it is, it is a, a way of becoming more present ourselves. So I love that for you. And so during that time, were you also um, lawyering? <laughs> were you also in the courtroom, you know, at the I same was. time? So tell me about that kind of part-time work, because I know a lot of people that I work with are trying to make the leap to that big calling and, and dealing with the stress of a day job or a situation that they're not crazy about, and then also wanting to go for their dream. Yeah. And that really took me... Okay. Well, let me back up. So I was working as a criminal prosecutor. I cuter. I did that for 16 years. And about the last five to six years, I was working on either my tea business, trying to figure out how that worked and, or my coaching practice. So it kind of morphed into that, like the last couple of years of my law practice. And in the last couple of years of my law practice, like when I first started the coaching business, I won't even call it a business at that point. It was more like a really expensive hobby. And it was me trying to do all the things, be on all the social media platforms, trying to create content for everything and working. And I was killing myself. And I realized, okay, this is not what I want to take into this. Like, I, I see what's happening here. Like this, there's got to be a better way. I've, I've, let's figure this out. So I hired a coach specifically for my business, not realizing that what really was going on is that I was taking that whole paradigm of working harder and I wasn't translating it into clarity, right? Like let's get into the paradigm of how do I get clear on my messaging, on who I'm talking to and constrain Mm -hmm. because our brains want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem is we, <laughs> we want to do yes, all the things, it is the problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so we actually have to get awareness around where that's happening in our life and what the triggers are, and then start saying, okay, this is the constraint I want to create. So for, you know, me, that meant let's limit it to doing a podcast, writing a weekly email, writing a post done. That's it. That's all I do. And then I make those as quality as I can. They don't have to be perfect, but I make them as quality as I can. And when you're not doing all the things and you're constraining, you can create much more valuable content as it turns out Mm -hmm. so that you can actually help people and they want to reach out to you. 
And so that was something I needed to relearn for myself. And then I brought that into everything I did, whether it was the office or my side gig. And when I started doing that, I started enjoying my whole life more. And then when I left my job, it wasn't because I was unhappy for any reason. Like I really enjoyed the work. It didn't feel connected to me, like the way coaching felt connecting. Um, there were a, There's a lot of problems with the criminal justice system, as I'm sure you might know, and they were incongruent with what I was feeling in terms of what our purposes are here. And, you know, I'm not to say that people in law enforcement and people in the criminal justice system, I respect what they do. I mean, they're necessary and it needs to change. And I I wanted to be a part of something that felt healing. And that's what coaching really felt like to me. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the struggles or the stress that you went through in that time showed you the exact people, the exact souls that you could help, right? I think that's that's the interesting thing about coaching is uh, and mentoring in any kind of way. Like you go through something and you say, I know exactly what that's like. Let me let me spend my days and my time improving the lives of all these people, not just ourselves, you know, and that's that's mm-hmm. what excites us as coaches, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you mentioned, you know, with with everything that's gone well on your path and all the things that you've learned that um, currently you're struggling a little bit with wanting to go bigger and being with discomfort. Always. <laughs> Always. Well, you know, I look at discomfort <laughs> as our way to evolution. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm feeling too comfortable, I realize that there's something more there. And I know personally, like one of the things that, you know, I want to do is I want to be on more podcasts, right? I want to, you know, be on more stages. I want to, you know, maybe even talk to firms to help them start changing their culture. And that is something that I'll put towards the end of my to-do list, right? Because I'm feeling that resistance. So that's why I say like, it's totally one of those things that I want to work on. And the more uncomfortable I get, I know the easier it'll get, but yes, that is, that is what we talked about prior to this podcast. So yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, would you mind if I pulled a few cards for you just to inspire you along the way here? That would be lovely. <laughs> okay. Well, the first, uh, the first card I pull is my sorcerer card, which he's all about the ego and the mind and, and kind of he's on on the on those good days um this character and this archetype is really great at making things happen you know the the hard worker the manifester you know more on the the masculine side of, of kind of pursuing and perfecting and all that and you've got your your new truth overlaid on top of that so the crossing issue here is that in some ways that hustle mentality may still be there at a, at a part of your uh, part of your consciousness and the you know that that's not going to lead to happiness it may get things done but in fact it gets a little bit done and then you're a lot exhausted so i feel like that's the big challenge here for you and you're coming out of a time of finding balance and getting through the worst of some stressful situations so the more that you um it's interesting you use that word constrain because i do see that the, the brain and the, the kind of part of yourself that wants to do all the things um, needs to focus in on some really specific things. And I do feel like some 
ancestral or generational pattern work um, needs to be done um, in order for you to to really stop and go slow. Um, and you did mention your father, so that might be a part of it, this kind of innate once I do it, it's balls to the wall. I'm going to go, 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 go. And, and you're trying to avoid that burnout. So have, have you seen that pop up already? Or are you just kind of seeing oh, yeah. it in the distance? How's that? I think that's up? always a balance, right? Mm -hmm. So I am heavily in masculine energy and my work has been to be more in feminine energy. You could see I'm wearing like a floral blouse today. You know, I'm <laughs> much more connecting with water and earth lately to just kind of temper some of those tendencies that I have. So I am very aware. I lean heavily in the masculine. And so I watch my brain because whenever I want to, like I schedule naps in my days because I feel like they're lovely. They re-energize me for the evening. They, they're just wonderful things. And I think we all should be able to have them. Yes, ma'am. So, <laughs> so, so I schedule them because if I don't put them on my calendar, my brain on default will say, oh, you shouldn't take a nap. You shouldn't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I schedule it, I'm watching how I respond when I see it come up. And if I fe don't feel like it, I don't have to do it, but if I feel like it, I give myself permission by having it on my calendar. And so that's one of the things that I do to help myself, like take care of myself. And that's much more feminine energy than masculine energy. So yeah, that's a big part of the balancing act I do. I love that. And, and that's a really good tip for those that are super busy out there. I know I advised a client the other day to schedule her lunch break in and schedule a walk, like two things, yes. know, an hour, split it up into two and make sure that you, you give yourself that time to do it or else we never get up out of these chairs, right? We're at the desk and busy, busy, busy. So we got to find that inspiration, that, that space of rest. And I see for you, one of the biggest challenges to this, you know, kind of generational drive is, is some shadow design. So, and when I look at it, it's almost like, gee, wouldn't it be nice to have some passive income, <laughs> to have something that's ticking away, that's just kind of bringing in that income so I don't have to hustle for it all the time. So I don't know if this is um, online courses or a book or, you know, there's lots of different ways, you know, we do that. But um, I feel like there may be some guilt for you in, in having something like that going or growing whatever you currently have. Um, and so that might be something to look at. Do you have any you of know, that going on? That's so fascinating. Um, and I have thought that I even created a course years ago, which was when I was in my hustle period. And I think I did like 30 webinars for it. And I got like two sales from it. It was hilarious. I'm like, oh, so the hustle thing, that's not what it's about. So I love the idea of having a course, but there's part of me that realizes that I need to constrain to create this one-on-one -on -one coaching practice that I have to like build it up to the place where I want it. But it is like, I already have projections for where it's going in terms of group coaching and eventually an online product and a book. So that's like the, the perfect, you know, kind of, um, card to pull because it is exactly what I've been thinking about. But yes, I like that you said guilt because I have to remind myself where I am and to just say, okay, am I happy here? Is this what I want? Yes, it is. Okay. Then that is something that I'm going to create. It doesn't all have to happen right this second. Correct. Yeah. Yep. 
And it's like, what, what kind of um, ingredients am I going to put in my recipe for my perfect balanced life, you know? And yes. I, I think that's important to keep in mind and to know that over time, as you're moving towards that and breaking these old pa hustle patterns, um, I, I do feel the more that you rely on the feminine and the intuition to go around your obstacles instead of like meeting everything, you know, face to face and, you know, locking horns with it, um, that's going to be a good way to release um, any kind of I don't know if it's code, I wouldn't call it codependency, but overgiving, overdoing it. I do feel like there's something in that where it's, I want to give my 100% perfect amount. Um, and, and I feel like the learning to pull back from that, that that's not what brings anyone value, especially including yourself. Um, and there's that word constraint again, that's going to help you feel more positive about the situation, be more open to op um, opportunities that aren't necessarily um, cookie cutter, cut and dry opportunities to kind of see where, oh, there's an opening there that's gonna get around to that next level that my intuition tells me is coming, even though it doesn't look like the logical next step. <laughs> yes, that's always, that's like, it is one of those things where, because for so long I was in that masculine energy, hustle energy, it took me a while to get to a place where I really trusted that I was constrained but then once I constrained, and this is kind of where I'm at right now, it's like, okay, well, this feels really good. Am I getting back into, this is the, the, the skeptic, right? Going back into hustle energy, or am I truly following my intuition? So mm -hmm. I love that you brought that, brought that in. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I hope that was helpful and inspiring on your journey. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, so where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Yes. So I have my own podcast. It's called Be a Better Lawyer podcast. And two episodes that came up while we were talking that I think if you're a lawyer or even if you're not a lawyer and you want to listen in, I did a podcast called Feminine and Masculine Lawyering. And I did another podcast called The Codependent Lawyer. So Ooh. those two episodes <laughs> may be of interest if those words perked anybody's ears. Um, and then you can also follow me on Instagram if you're listening. I'm at Dina, D-I-N-A dot Cataldo, C-A-T-A-L-D-O. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Dina. It's been great meeting you. Thank you. You too. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.